Alright, here we are. Welcome back. It is episode 8 of Parents vs. Gaming. I'm here with Alexis Jordan and Jay Noller. So I'm pretty excited to be here. Uh, we've got a big uh, a day. I know there's a lot of news going on in the world. Epic, Epic versus Apple, microtransactions, all kinds of crazy things going on. But let's go around the room. It is, uh, like I said, May 6th. This is episode 8. Let me uh, introduce the cast first. All the way on the end, we've got... Uh, Mr. U.S. Bob fled himself. U.S. Bobber. Jay Noller. Jay, how are you? How's your day? How's your week? Uh, everything's going really well. Just came back from Turks and Caicos, and it wasn't terrible. And, uh, you know, just came from uh, from coaching. I'm As you guys know, I'm coaching a uh, an indoor arena football team, and we've got our first game on Saturday, so I'm excited. So, uh, big week. Big week. I'm so fired up. And right here in the middle, the always beautiful Jordan, Miss Alexis Jordan, 98. How are you? How's your week? Anything going on? I'm good. You totally didn't scare me in the beginning of this. Please do not go rewatch that clip. Oh my god. Um, I'm doing good. Um, I mean, I've been sick over the past like week or two, unfortunately, so I haven't been as productive, unfortunately. But um, I'm starting to feel better, so that's good. Yeah, same, <laughs> same here. Uh, fighting a little bit under the weather as well. Uh, I am the Gaming Dad. And also this week, we kind of made some big jumps, Parents versus Gaming. We're under an official uh, logo and brand as we have become the Last Choice Network. So YouTube, everything's kind of getting changed over. We filed our LLC. We've got the web page. We've got the domain. We're ready to go. Uh, we're still waiting on some logos. You may have noticed tonight we added our official logo of Parents versus Gaming. So you'll see the thumbnails change if you're on any of the Apple podcasts or anything there as well. And then outside of that, I think it's just it's it's one thing after the other. I know last week we didn't have an episode. We apologize. But Jay, like he said, he was in Turks and Caicos. And I think him and Jordan were going to do an episode. But he was on the plane. Jordan had things going on. He ran out on me. <laughs> I was in St. Lucia. So we were kind of all over the place. I know we have uh, horrible lives. Jay and I were constantly traveling. But uh we got to get Jordan. Jordan just intimidates me. Jordan oh, just right. intimidates me. Oh, and yeah. so I wanted nothing to do with it. She frightens me. And she's very mean to me when James isn't around. So We scare him. <laughs> we scare him. Uh, if you're watching on, on or listening to it on the podcast, I'm holding my stuffy, my little stuffed animal. But we, we intimidate him for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Terrified. Terrified. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the news real quick. We, we, it's been a big week. For those that don't know, there's the, the lawsuit has started with Epic Games versus Apple. This basically started, I mean, it must be months ago by now. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's back on, but Fortnite is kind of the, the caveat behind this, right? So Fortnite decided to change the way they you can make payments on the Apple phone. Because what the App Store does is it takes a 30% cut of any transactions done. Like, so if you get on Fortnite or whatever game you're playing on your iPhone, they're going to get take a 30% cut of everything that's made off of it. So Epic Games decided to do something. The, the gist of it is Epic Games did something behind the scenes where you could pay separately and they made it more accessible. That broke the terms of service of Apple. They pulled it. And when all of a sudden kids are, you know, wake up in the morning because... Not every nine-year-old is looking at the news and politics and don't understand that. They're like, why, why can't I play Fortnite on my iPhone anymore? Uh, Apple pulled it. I believe it is still pulled. I could be wrong. I know Crash is in the chat right now. He'll let me know. Um, I don't play a lot of mobile gaming. But the lawsuit started this week, 
and it has kind of blown up not just Epic versus Apple, but the Sony store is getting involved. You're seeing redacted documents from Microsoft. Uh, they're really getting into the whole microtransaction thing. So just kind of what you guys have heard a little bit. I know a lot of the news sources are you know, going into super detailed, and, and we don't want to confuse our audience. A lot of this, like we said, this is geared towards a lot of parents trying to understand what their kids are doing. But just kind of your onset, Jay, what you think, what do you think about this situation, what's going on, and do you think it could change the way gaming is done in the future? Man, it's just, there's a lot to unpack, and I really think the only people that are going to win on this one are going to be the lawyers, because this one is going to take forever. Because um, I think, we when, when did we hear about this, uh, about them pulling it? It was months ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and then they did that whole commercial, they made that ad that was reminiscent to the old <laughs> Apple ad back in the day. Yeah, right. they definitely played some um, games for sure. You know, it's, you know, I, in my, in my professional career, I've dealt with a couple of very large, um, merchandise and retailers, uh, before. And the one thing I always tell people before they start to work with them is know who you're going to be wrestling with. Like, it's okay to use them. It's okay to have a relationship with them, but know who you're getting in the ring with and who you're going to be fighting. And, uh, you know, good for Epic for trying to win this, but I mean, they signed up terms and conditions. Those things are, you know, what, 45 pages. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a big thing and they blatantly tried to get around it. Yeah. Now what they, what they, they're actually not like even looking for money. They're not even looking for money, Jay. They just want this case to force Apple to change their policy. Well, of course they do. That's where all their money is. They want it. They want the 30%, but here's the thing. It's not their ecosystem. It's not their. It's not their device. It's not their thing. It's not. I mean, there. It, there's a lot that kind of goes into it, and you know what they're doing is really epic. Is hoping that they're big enough and the game is popular enough that they have the leverage. But Apple has proven time and time and time again, they don't give. Wait, we're eighteen above, right? Yeah. They don't give two shits who you are. Like, it's Apple's way or yeah. the highway. That's why the iPads are still locked down. That's why the iPhones are still locked down. That's why there's the ecosystem. I mean, they make... Now, they're trying to prove this know, is a monopoly. So is that how you look at them, or...? No, it's not a monopoly. I'm talking to you on an Android. You know? Like, it's it, it's not a monopoly, and the challenge is, is they're going to... If it was a... They would have a much better case if it was a mobile device-only game... But it's not. And so you can't claim monopoly on one thing. That would be like saying like, oh, well, Xbox, because they've sold more Xboxes, has a monopoly on Call of Duty. They don't. Yeah. That's just the, that's just the device. So um, good for Epic for trying. Congratulations on that. Way to, way to crush your quarterly earnings on it. Um, way to try to pretend to stand up for the little guy. But at the end of the day, I think they would have gotten much further with working with Apple and coming up with a super developer category where as these games get up, maybe you, maybe it reduces down to 15 or 20% or whatever it is. But you know, the end of the day, really what they're doing is Epic is using their hardware, their software, their delivery, their payment processing, all of these different things. And now they signed up for it. They got popular and all of a sudden, ugh, I don't want to pay it anymore. You know what? I, I will. I will. I will say this, and I can't wait. I'm, and, 
I already see Crash Triton to comment. I want to see. I, I know that he's going to jump in. Has a little bit. He's a huge Apple fan. He will defend Apple till his the day he dies. But I know he likes Epic. But you you hit the nail on the head. What you said is that they're acting like they're trying to stand up for the little guy, and right. that's the public perception they're making. And the more that this gets drug out, I feel like you're starting to see that they really are looking up for themselves, and that that. There's a line oh, that they're trying to teeter, but mm-hmm. Jordan, Jordan, what do you think? I know you read a couple of the articles that we were looking into today. Anything? I mean, uh, the thing is that Apple's a big company, and like you said, those those agreements are so long. You, Epic has their own lawyers to read through what they're allowed and what they're not allowed to do. And like like you and Crash said, I mean, they got caught cheating the system, and now they're trying to act like it's for some big reason, but it's not. Because you signed that contract. Yeah, I mean, and they cheated. They they uh, they cheated the system on purpose. Is because they 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 knew well, they were no, breaking terms the of thing. service. But well, I, of course they did. But that's what I'm saying is that you have lawyers to look through these contracts, and you know what you were doing wasn't right. And that's not the only platform that the game is on. So why even do that? It was like trying to nickel and dime for it. I don't know. I. I mean, the whole well, I'm thing. I'm not a big Apple the whole fan, thing, but... yeah. The whole thing kind of leads to this 30% cut, and everyone might say, well, what do you, uh, Fortnite's a free-to-play game. So for any parents out there, this is what we're going to transition to a little bit as this as this episode goes on. We talk about microtransactions. When they talk about a 30% cut that they're taking, Fortnite is a free game. Many free games on the app stores. doesn't cost your kids anything to play it. But you also have those parents, and we've been reached out to recently about this, that... My kid ran up a $2,000 bill on my iPhone. I didn't even realize it because all they play is Fortnite. How did they charge $2,000? Because of the microtransactions is what they're called. In-game purchases. 99% of them are cosmetic. The way their character looks, the way their pickaxe changes, the way their gun looks. It's all cosmetic. But these cost money. So what Apple is doing is taking a 30% cut. So if you buy a $10 item, $3 goes to Apple. They did absolutely nothing to get that $3. They just provided the platform to go on. Now, what Apple's trying to say is they made these terms of service back in the day when it came to the games because every console was a 30% cut. Now, if you remember over the last couple of years, Epic came in, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I believe Epic Game Store only takes a 12% cut from developers. Where Steam, I believe, is still 30%, and I believe that PlayStation and Microsoft are 30%, and that's pretty standard across the industry until Epic Games just did this. So Epic has lowered their developer costs, so what they're saying, basically saying is they're monopolizing the App Store by anything that's produced by Apple doesn't, doesn't cost those developers a 30% cut. So what Epic is basically arguing is that, you know, you've got 100 developers working on the Fortnite mobile version because it's so complicated with their back-end systems. And then Apple's getting 30% of all the microtransactions. Apple's actually making more money than the development team after you take out the cost of what they have to pay the developers. So they want to lower, they want to force this lower the cost thing so the development companies make more money and any third party apps make more money. Now, what a lot of people need to pay attention to is that this doesn't just affect 
gaming on the App Store. This can affect any third party. This would affect Amazon. This would affect so many big corporations and small as well and make it easier. So I understand the coming out, the standing up for the little guy. That's their best approach at this because it will help some of those developers. I, I actually don't know what the Android cut is. Uh, I should have looked that up, but I don't know. Crash, if you happen to know what the Android cut, that would be interesting Interesting to see. Or if and I think, does Android allow third-party payments, uh, which Apple does not? That's That's what Epic tried to go around, and that's why they pulled it. So with that kind of information, Jay, how, how do you look at it from that point of view? Oh, there's no way in the hell Epic wins. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's in the terms of services. And just because you lower your prices doesn't mean. And here's the other problem. If you say that it's a monopoly, you just named off three other stores. That's no longer a monopoly um, that have the the ability to be able to distribute. And just because you lower your price to 12% on a store that I've never heard of until you just mentioned it, congratulations. Like, that's nice. If you want to run 12% on your store, that's great. Maybe what you do is you get a lot more um, kind of that, uh, that incubator growth of gaming stuff out of that type because the developers want to push for the 12% uh, instead of you know the 30 But here's my thing. Do you think Epic is going to lower the cost all the way across the board if they win? Like, okay, so you can't do it that you're 30% and we're going to make our money. Do you think they're going to drop the prices on Fortnite? On the they're microtransactions? Not. Yeah, they're just going to sit scrape the profit off of it. Scrape the profit off of it. And it becomes really dangerous because then so here so here's kind of my thoughts. I am asking James, hey, I don't like the fact that you charge me 30%. I'm going to get into a fist fight with you and try to win. But here's the thing. Why, as the carrier, why would you ever agree to that? You just go, okay, fine, we're just going to shut down gaming, like, for you. Like, that's, and that's really kind of where we're at right now, is you didn't want to play by my rules. I'm giving you free access to a network of $1,200 gaming devices. And you're going to sit there and now suddenly tell me, no, I don't want to pay 30% that you agreed to. The only prayer that Epic has is they continue to build the, uh, the public sentiment. But once again, Apple don't give a shit about public sentiment because of people like Crash that are so overjoyed on a new Apple product coming out that they're going to wait for six hours in a line and go out and buy it anyway. I mean, the one thing that, that I'll just jump in and say, and, and Crash said this to me months ago when all this started going down, and I was all about Epic, and he was like, you don't, you know, he put me in my place a little bit. I, you know, I don't look up all the details. I just see the main headlines, and of course I, I gravitate towards that. But at the end of the day, it's kind of yeah. like, Apple Store, Apple Policy. You want to be on the Apple right. Store, this is what it is. It's their phone. It's their App Store. If you don't want to play by their rules, then you just don't go on their App Store. And and it's hard to it's hard to see it from a different side. I mean, it's just like being on Twitch. Like, us as affiliates only get 50% of the profits. And does that suck? Yeah, because we're the ones putting in the work. Twitch isn't really doing anything, but they're providing us with the platform. So if we don't want to be here, then we don't have to be here. Yeah. I mean, it really comes out to, to that simple. Now, Crash put something in the chat here. He said, as of March 16, 21, Google announced on Tuesday that it will cut... 
Google Pay App Store fees to 15% on the first million dollars a developer makes on Google Store per year, starting on uh, July 31st of this year. So after developers cross the million dollars in sales, Google will charge its standard 30%. All they're trying to do is get the incubation there. They're, and I think that's that's brilliant because then you're going to be able to encourage people to be like, look, you know, it's it's X number of percentage as your intro. And after that, it jumps up to 30. But, you know, that's kind of what I was talking about is providing that incubator for developers to kind of help them kind of get that ground to kind of get them churning to kind of get them up and running and build that fan base out. But I don't think I, I really as much as I despise Apple, um, there's a couple of things that they do really good. They have a great lockdown ecosystem. They have built a great fanboy, um, you know, group around them that loves everything Apple. Um, and I don't think Epic has a prayer other than they're just going to stomp their feet. And sometimes, you know, oh God, what was it? Is it Chris Rock or is it uh, Kevin Hart that has a great thing? It's like talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like Jay-Z's got fuck you money and Beyonce's got no, 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 no. Fuck you money. Like, I think Epic's got, Epic's got that. And then Apple goes, no, no, bro. Like you're, you're picking with the wrong guy on the block. Um, you know, and Jordan makes a good point. Like I would say that Jordan has a bigger argument for Twitch being a monopoly than, than Epic does, because really what's the other major streaming service that provides a platform service, very similar in the same kind of concept and product as Twitch does. Right. YouTube's trying to make it, but before that, that was Mixer and then Mixer got taken down. So YouTube is up and coming though. Don't make that face. I thought for a while about switching to YouTube, but I appreciate everyone that I've built here on Twitch. So I don't want to up and move them, but eventually I I think I'll end up streaming both, like not at the same time, but certain content on YouTube and certain content on Twitch, because to be fair, YouTube's platform for their creators is 10 times better. But we're not talking about that, so. <laughs> no, I just, I just have an issue with their, uh, with their strikes and takedown, and like how yeah. easy it is to, uh, to nuke somebody's channel. But, you know, and that's, and that's really the, the, the challenge is, is you know, you, you know, once again, Jordan, you, you, you're up and coming, you're growing, you're, you're doing a lot of great things, but you know the monster that you're wrestling with. Right. So. One reason we kind of want to give everyone a little little background is is we did get messaged by uh, a guy named Mike uh, McCloskey. He says his kids ran up a ton of you know fees on Amazon movies, gaming, and I just want to dive into the fact these microtransactions and uh, let parents understand that if you're letting your kids play mobile games on your phone and you've got your Apple Card, your credit card linked to this. There is no you need permission to to buy something. All they got to do is click purchase and it goes. Doesn't Apple require your face? I know Samsung doesn't. Well, Samsung I'm saying what I'm saying is if for some parents that unlock the phone, hand it to their kids in the back of the car, and now it's already there. Yeah, you, you might want to look in your settings because for me, um, even you if can I'm change not the settings, but a lot, a lot yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Just to be safe, make sure you look in those settings because that can save you a lot. Yeah. You can use yeah, passcode use or face ID. Yeah. You can use passcode or face ID. You can also change it to turn those things off. I know some parents add their kids' face to the ID so they can unlock the phone. So when you do that, that's how they can buy things. Uh, someone sent me an article over email. Uh, it was actually from last year 
right when the pandemic started is from Kendrick Perkins, the basketball player, where his kids had run up a $16,000 bill on Fortnite with skins. Jay, did you hear about this? I did. Big sports fan. So yeah, I heard about that one. (laughs) And he just said that was his... He can afford that. That would that I would be homeless if I had to pay a sixteen thousand dollar bill. So you know, good for uh, good for him for setting the example and having a multi million dollar uh, last contract. Now, Jay, <laughs> Jay, with you uh, having kids, and I know that they play the Fortnites and these smaller games, and whether it be on the Switch, and you have to deal with these free to play games. And <clears throat> I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. I remember when we convinced you to play Warzone. You were like, oh, I don't really have time, blah, 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 blah. Now Jay plays pretty consistently through the week with us. An hour here or there. It's not excessive. It's not six, seven hours. The kids are in bed. He plays late at night. Then he goes to bed. But just in the last week, I've heard Jay go from, it took me forever, Jordan, to convince him to buy the season pass and explain to him that if he bought the season pass, he will get enough in-game currency in the season pass to keep getting the season pass. So he doesn't have to buy it again. So just the original $10. Now, last night, or a couple nights ago, Jay's like, Ooh, I really like this dragon gun skin. I think I'm going to get it. And I'm laughing because he's already ready to start. Like, this is how the games hook you. You you like a game. And there's nothing wrong with buying these cosmetic things. It supports developers. It does a lot of good things. Uh, it gives you, it's all cosmetic stuff. But it's interesting just how seeing someone that was pretty anti against this, at the, you know, six months ago, that is already loosened up. Now, Jay's 41 years old. It was, look how it didn't take him that long to change over. So imagine an eight to 12 year old. They don't have that. Yeah, with no discipline. concept of money. Yeah. Yeah. What makes well, me and- upset about that though, is that you guys have to <coughs> buy the game and then you have to buy the pass and then you have to buy the skins. All of that's crazy because you think of Apex, Valorant, uh, Fortnite, where it's all free to play. And then you just buy the skins on top of it and they make, a lot of money as well just from that so that's just kind of crazy to me that they charge that but yeah, and that's and, how Warzone, well, and, that's how warzone is too warzone's free to play yeah. as well now is it yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. the call Never. of duty they're like the cold war is charged and modern warfare was charged mm-hmm. but the Warzone is is there you don't even have to buy the season pass uh if you don't want to you can still play the game, but if you want to get the unlock the guns and all this, and, and just like Apex, I'm sure all the other games, they have the like top tier is the yeah. free tier, and the bottom tier is the premium tier if you buy it. Um, and there are some games that have season passes where they don't even include in-game currency, so you finish the season pass, and you have to re-buy the season pass every year, and Destiny is a, ga- is a game that does that. They have a 100-tier season pass, but there is no in-game currency in that season pass, so if you want to buy it again three months later you got to drop another $10 on it to get that season pass. That's crazy. But Jay, with the kids, how do you, and like I said, I threw you under the bus a little bit, and it's been interesting to see your tune change. So how do you deal if if your kid comes up to you and says, hey, Dad, look at this Batman skin. You know, I know they're big with Marvel, uh, and they just added Master Chief. They added all these things to Fortnite. It seems like every month they're adding amazing new skins to Fortnite. There's no way your kid hasn't asked you to buy a few things here or there. So... To go back, um, now that you've rolled the bus over the top of me, I'd like to address the bus. Um, one, it's an awesome gun, so shut your mouth. <laughs> Two, I am so cheap that I have been rolling over my COD points from season to season, and I'm just now, I did the math on it, I can still get my season pass and like get something out of it. 
but it's taken me three seasons to be able to do it. So I still haven't spent the money on it. Um, you know, and as far as my general philosophy, before I kind of get into it on, on microtransaction stuff, I have no problems with people having microtransactions in the game as long as it's cosmetic. And I think that's where EA with Battlefront got their faces kicked in when really there was no way to be able to do anything in the game. Yeah, it it really was pay to play. And what I like to remind people with in in my digital marketing company is keep in mind that if you don't pay for something, you are the product. And so they're either getting through microtransactions or they're just taking your data. Your email address, they've been cycling it through, like register for this and you get this free game. Guess what? Well, now you're, you're the product. They just sold your, all of your information off. Once again, terms and conditions. Um, you know, so it's a bit of a challenge. But, you know, with my kids, um, first of all, Jordan's absolutely right. It's a biometric thing. It's a password. Like the kids don't know them at all. Like I, I, can't, I can't afford that $16,000 bill. Uh, but we make them earn it. Like, hey. How much is it? Well, I want this. Cool. And then the next question that comes out of my mouth is, okay, let's play. Let's make a deal. What are you going to do to earn this? And that's kind of how we do it. And then if it's just kind of a passing fad, they're like, nah, whatever. And they just kind of walk off because my eight-year-old's going on 18. Um, but if they really want it, like, then they, we come up with a plan and apply it to like a real-world sort, of, uh, sort of thing. Because, yeah, he's asked me for, uh, what is it, Robux? um for roblox yeah 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 yeah. uh definitely has asked me for that and it's the same thing like i have no problem spending the money on it but you need to earn it and put some actual value to it because i guarantee you perkins kids like we're just like oh man click 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 like there's no actual tangible work you know expenditure thing so um interested to hear since jordan is a uh a younger pup in the uh in the group to hear what her opinion is on microtransactions really james and i didn't grow up with them like you bought the game you finished the game you bought the game you finished the game um and now everything lives it's online like call it modern warfare just came up with a huge update and changed everything and it was free yeah so jordan most of your adult adult gaming life has basically been littered with microtransactions and loot boxes yeah, because, I mean, it started with, what, like, DLC, probably? Started, like, the shift over into, like, a microtransaction. I do think that it's really smart that you have your kids kind of, like, earn whatever it is that, you know, they're getting. Because of the fact that you're you're teaching them the importance of money. I feel like everyone has been in a point in their life where most people have been, you know, when you're younger, you don't really understand, you know, the value of a dollar. I do have some kind of embarrassing things to say, though, is that um, when I first started playing mobile games, I've never really played mobile games before. But over the past, like, two years, I kind of just, like, you know, bored at home. I downloaded one to my phone. I spent, I don't remember how much, but it was an embarrassing amount on my mobile game. Just from, like, whatever. Like, I didn't have lives. I was bored, so I bought more lives. And then I looked at my, at, uh, at my bank, and I was like, when did I spend this amount of money? Yeah, I was the child. So after that, I'm like, no, no more microtransactions for me. <laughs> Hang on. So everyone has a, you know, every, varying levels that they feel comfortable with. What qualifies, what passes the threshold of embarrassing for you? Are we talking like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks? Like, I don't for, want to. 
it, it was it was like a hundred bucks or, or more and it was just within like the month and i just didn't even notice just because like i said i was bored like i just wanted to like have more lives to play the game because i just didn't have anything to do like i could have played on my playstation but i was bored so i was playing on my phone and those things it's like you have to wait like 30 minutes to get like another life or whatever i was like well i'm bored so i want to do this and then i looked at my bank and i was like oh my gosh so since then i have not bought anything uh, as a microtransaction even on like valorant and stuff i'll see really cool skins i refuse Strax and uh kia actually uh got together to buy me like a little six dollar thing from apex or something because they wanted me to have it because they knew i liked it but i refused to buy it i was like i can't like allow myself to do that again you know so wait hang on a second so you don't know the trick okay so you don't know the trick where you put your phone in airplane mode go into your clock in your phone and just change the time and it like gives you all of your lives and stuff um no but like i don't want to go through all that i'm a very lazy uh person you know <laughs> <laughs> like just take my credit card and let me play yeah for real i'm like this is easier it'll break my heart when i look at my bank but there you go <laughs> oh man I mean, for me, I I was kind of watching the chat, and Crash was talking about DLCs, and, and that is true. I remember the first game, the first games that probably addicted me to the downloadable content were Fallout 3, and then the original Mass Effect. And like Crash said, they were, they were the next game, not really an add-on. It was kind of like, it is an add-on, but it was an extension of, of the game without them making a new game. And uh, and then just slowly it started to change. There didn't seem to be DLC anymore. All of a sudden it was these loot boxes and just getting cosmetic things. And I was like, but I want to know what... Like, I am that sucker that that watches a TV show with all the little cliffhangers and I'm suffering for the next six months waiting on the next season to come out. And that's how a lot of games that I played, they, they end. And I always want to know, okay, well, what happens next? Well, what happens next? What happens next? And DLCs were great for that for me. You know, your $10 to $15 little add-on. And then it, it Crash says, it's true, you are a sucker. Yeah. But then it started getting into the... As far as console gaming, we didn't have... At least games I played, I didn't have too much of the whole loot box thing. And my first real experience on it, which really made me open my eyes, was, was Destiny. When they added a store... And everyone was afraid it was going to be pay to win, but they made it cosmetic. But then they just started doing things. I remember when they, if anyone that was a Destiny fan, they added Sparrow Racing. Sparrow is the, your vehicle that you use in, in Destiny. It kind of looks like a, like the Star Wars uh, speeders, like in Return of the Jedi, where they're going through the wood. They're basically like those, right? So when they, when they added this sparrow racing league they had like a 20 dollar book you could buy and that tracked all of your stats and it was supposed to be this something that they were going to do all the time and they just basically shut it down and didn't use the book after a month so all of us that bought this 20 dollar item it was just useless and all it was was stats that would just normally be tracked on any kind of basic stat tracking your fastest lap time how many wins you had you know, it's funny you've got all these third-party sites that probably just have that, you'd be able to look that up. But back then, I, you know, I wasn't a normal thing for us. And then I had a friend that, the way Destiny did it for a while, is they had the loot boxes. And you. it was like a lottery. You could keep buying the loot boxes. 
and you were trying to get one or two specific items, but you could get re- you could get repeat items at the time, and it was just a small percentage chance on if you would get the thing you wanted. And we had a buddy of ours that spent over a thousand dollars in one day trying to get an emote, and he had so many duplicates. And we were just like, what are you doing with your life? Like, why? And that was like an eye-opener to me. I was like, I can I can never be that person. And we used to make fun of him all the time for it. But it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. And then from there, the season pass thing. And I, I believe Fortnite was one of the first ones that did that. And it looks like we lost Jay to a cell phone mishap. Uh, <laughs> but Fortnite being one of those that added the season pass and that kind of changed the way things went. And at least you knew what you were getting. Uh, what do you think, Jordan? Yeah. I mean, one, that's like really sad, but it's kind of true. And two, how the hell did they get away with charging for duplicates? That's crazy in my, in my opinion, but I know friends who have paid, you know, 250, $500, $700 trying to get an heirloom in apex. And you know, when they get it and I see them like on stream with their heirloom, that's awesome. It looks cool. But I'm just sitting there like I could never. I I just I don't have the money like that. And like, I think I would be disgusted with the game. Like if I had to spend that much money and then like I just sat there and tried to play, I think I'd be upset. Just just for something. I don't know. Like, I understand charging a, harp, a high price for something that's rare. But I don't think it's fair to put it in the boxes because it's just like gambling. Like I don't even know. And, how and that's what you know. And when the whole Jay brought up the whole Battlefront thing, that blew things out of the water. And now you have to, if you had loot boxes, you had to say the percentage of what you you had to put down the actual percentage in game on what it would be to get this, or you just had to have weight to buy something directly. Uh, Jay, we were talking about how they kind of went from microtransactions to. Uh, you know, loot boxes to season pass. Do you feel like season pass is a better route when it comes to, especially your kids playing games? Do you feel like the season pass is a fair way for them to get extra cosmetic items? Once again, I have no problems with anything as long as it's cosmetic. And I think that, you know, and I used the, uh, the battlefront uh, example before, I think it was uh, somebody did the math on Vader how long you had to grind in the game to be able basically. to get it. Yeah, it was like 3,000 hours or something like that um, without it. And um, speaking of just kind of, I think it was Jordan that just mentioned the gambling portion of it. Um, the EU is really cracking down on in-game loot boxes right now. And the U.S. is actually starting to look at the EU as kind of the template for applying that here in the U.S., um, you know, and putting those types of restrictions on there where, you know, you have to be able to, um, I think it was, uh, <clears throat> say exactly what the percentages were, like you were talking yeah. about and like, you know, that sort of thing. But, and that's man. why you see all the big games, the Fortnites, the Apex, the Destinies, the Call of Duties. They're just like, if you want this item, this is how much it costs. You can just buy it directly. If you want yep. the season passes, you know, these cosmetic items, they got rid of the whole, you know, because Call of Duty was one too, where you got the loot boxes. Especially, I think Black Ops Three was a was a big one with that. That it was yeah. just a, a chance to get something, and now it's, you know, you just buy the pass, and this is what you get. And then they have different right. packs. Like you wanted that, you want that gun in Call of Duty. This is how much it is if you want that cosmetic item. Yeah, no, and I think that's a, a much. I think where people and developers kind of get into trouble is when it's kind of hidden. 
Like they don't quite understand the mechanics. They don't quite understand how hard it is to be able to get that. And you know, what's okay. So here's, what's crazy to me. So when was the last time, like the game prices, like actually purchasing a game went up. I mean, now we've got these 4k cinematic, I mean, damn near movies that we get to play all the time. And guess what? 60 bucks. I don't know about you, well, but I understand. PS5 was PS5. No. Yeah, but is it a hundred dollars? No, I think it's like is seventy it? seventy-five per game. Oh, I have to change. Yeah, PS5. Account. Yeah, PS5 yeah. and Series X games are sixty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah, they went so up to seventy dollars, I believe. So, but do you really think that? I mean, realistically, as gamers, and we all have our favorites and everything like that. Do we really think that these games can survive on seventy bucks? For the amount of uh, server space that is required, the graphics, the design team. I mean, James, you and I talk about it all the time. Oh, this game, this game sucks. It's buggy. Like, they know it. And they've got a whole team of people that are fixing it. Um, and you and I are complaining about the free game that we play almost every night. Um, because there's a glitch. And they're getting hammered on TikTok. And they're getting hammered on all these <coughs> different things. The money's got to come from somewhere. You got to have revenue, and I think that, you know, the cosmetics and everything are a good source of revenue. It's just when it starts to affect your gameplay that it really becomes the issue for myself personally. I think yeah. it's when it's unethical as well. Just like I said, like when you're gambling to try to get something, I just don't find that very ethical personally. I think that there should be a set price on it, like what they're transitioning into, um, personally. No, I, I agree for sure. So Jay, with as we wrap this up, how would you <clears throat> what would be your advice to parents when it comes to this kind of thing? Oh, lock your phone. What are you doing? Be a parent. <laughs> like I understand, like, look, I'm the first person to be like, my my daughter's having um, you know, is is hanging out with me and stuff and I need to get some work done and I'm like, look, you know, here's my phone, go play on ABC Mouse. Um you know, there's there's the different things to do, but man, you've got to attach the value to it because in their mind, all they're doing is playing the game. They see a skin, I want the skin, I click the button, I have the skin, hooray! There's no depth to that transaction. There's no mommy and daddy went to work at eight o'clock when they didn't feel like it to be able to earn the money, to be able to assign the the value on it. They just see it as, oh, look, it's a skin, it's pretty. And you know, a lot of times, depending on the, the type of game, especially the freemium games on mobile devices, it's just kind of a throwaway. It's a cash grab. They get bored with it because the mechanics never change and it's a, um, a money suck. And you spent 20 bucks on a game that they play for for a week. So you got to lock your phone. And you got to attach the, uh, the dollar value to it and actually give them that depth of knowledge to be able to understand that this, this costs money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think that's uh, the best advice that we're going to have for people. You know, I always look at it like this. If I put hundreds of hours of my life into a free game and I see something that I like or a pass or something that I want to get on there and it costs five, six bucks, I'm throwing the development team five or six dollars for something that I've enjoyed hundreds of hours at. Outside of that, I think... As far as parents, you just have to be mindful of what your kids are getting into, what they like, 
and don't let it become <clears throat> an easy habit. There's, you know, if it's something that they play all the time and they want to grab a skin, I don't really think there's any harm in doing it. But just, ex you know, do chores for rewards or put some sort of benefit into it. Don't just let them get any time that they want. I, I think you start to set a standard and, and they need to understand that this is real money and, you know, they need to, to, to work for it. You can also spin it into a good thing as well. I don't think you necessarily need to look at it as, as evil because it does go to the, to the development teams and the cost. And yes, some of these <coughs> companies make tons and tons and tons of money, but there are plenty of games that are independent games made by a one person or two people that your kid might like or you might like, and it never hurts to, to throw them a couple of bucks. But uh, it's definitely something that, that can get addicting. There's always going to be, especially in a game like Fortnite, the next best thing is coming out next week. And you need to make sure your kid is, it's not just a fad that's going to disappear in a week. You don't want to buy them the the Hulk skin on Monday, and then on Thursday the Black Panther skin comes out, and then on Monday the Miss Marvel skin comes out, and they don't. then two weeks later they don't even use them. Did they really need them to begin with? And I think that's just uh, an easy way to kind of spin. Again, it goes back to this, just spend time with your kid playing the game a little bit. You'll see what they're even doing with it. Yep. So let's go ahead and let that go. Uh, we'll see, like I said, if anyone wants to comment on this or send us any questions, you can email us at parentsversusgaming at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And speaking of email, we did have someone reach out to us. Uh, and this is specifically to you, Jordan. Uh, so we've got Ben from Michigan. And Ben Hi, wrote ben. to me saying, Jordan, I have a 15-year-old daughter who plays PlayStation games on the PS4. She has shown interest in being a streamer and has told me that her PlayStation won't cut it. I don't really know the first thing about streaming, but I would love to know from you how I can get her into streaming and how to make sure she's not just some item on the screen. Wow. So yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, obviously, it, it just depends on which aspect we're going into, or if we're going into the whole thing, including like what PC to buy, and then like all the other things that come with it, like a camera, a good microphone, or if you're just talking about like her president, her presence. I can't talk. Her presence on the internet. Um, do you guys have any? Uh, any ideas before I, I no no this it? is this is all you they they want to hear from you and and what you think avenue they should go is he you know should they use Twitch YouTube Facebook should they upgrade to a PS five should they look into PC kind of how what would be your you know I, I from what I understand he just wants to know how to get her started <clears throat> and also like I said make her I'm assuming when he says I don't want her to be an item on screen I'm sure you can fill in the blanks there they don't want her yeah. to be someone that that guys are just googling over her or sending her unsolicited pictures or things like that yeah unfortunately you can't ever help creeps on the internet but the good thing is that you know you can just make sure that she's doing her best to make sure that her environment is safe and you know pg and things like that um as for equipment i would say she's gonna end up needing a pc anyways so if you have the income to um kind of explore that route. I would do that instead of a PS5, personally. Um, webcam is, is a huge deal with uh, connecting with our audiences. You can always do like a little picture character to the side if you are on PS4 or PS5. Um, if you want, I can send you links uh, on that if she wants to get started now before you guys get a PC. 
Um, but yeah, I would say if if she's really trying to make it a PC is gonna watch is going to end up being what she needs anyways. Um, so I try to go that route. I got mine at Best Buy on a Black Friday sale for like twelve hundred. It's expensive, but it runs better than some of my friends' like custom built PCs. It's like a really, really good one. I can send you a link to that as well um, through email. But yeah, other than that, it's just keep a keep a good eye on her. You know, um, obviously, I think she has a good head on her shoulders, especially if she's trying to do streaming. That's something that can set her up for the rest of her life. You do research on like think about like Pokimane. She started streaming when she was seventeen, and now she's like what like a millionaire or something. And yeah. you know, she has her own businesses that, yeah. and. Yeah, and she's doing amazing, and she set up a life for herself. So it's not just something that, you know, is scary, but it's also, like, an opportunity for her. So, yeah, if you have any other, you know, questions, um, I would love to, to speak with you personally. Just It's kind of hard when you don't know the whole situation, but, yeah, yeah that's just I my kind of general just advice. Wanted to, uh, yeah, I, I obviously, I'll, I'll hopefully they're watching, and if they have any responses, they'll send out. I think they just kind of want some direction on, on what to do. Um, I agree with you. I think if they want to stream and take it seriously at all, <clears throat> if, if nothing else, they need a PC just to do the streaming from. It's okay if they want to stay on a PS5, or I would highly recommend upgrading to a PS5 or an Xbox. If you want to go cheap, you could do the Xbox Series S, depending on what they're playing on, and then you would just need to get a capture card. But you definitely want to run it through a PC, and I know Jordan talked about Best Buy. It does get confusing when you're looking. I spent months trying to figure out how to get a pc i finally went into a store multiple people in the chat were helping me especially crash um a place that i wanted to get my pc from that i think is super easy is you could look up nzxt and they have a lot of pre-made custom builds there you could go with kind of the middle grade route just to get started and then i think it's just something that you know depending on how well she's doing or if she's still into it that's when you got to decide if you're making continuously upgrading the system. You know, it's not going to be, especially the PC, it's not going to be, you're not going to buy a PC in five years from now, still be using the same parts in that PC. So if you do a PC, no matter what you do, I would recommend making sure the case of the PC is on the larger size. That way, no matter what you do, you always have room to upgrade. But uh, I think the 15-year-old age, age is, is fine to start, and I don't see any problem uh, with that and then it's just uh you know it, i think it kind of can help someone with their social skills how to control a conversation how to just build uh you know a different attitude really uh, as far as being a little bit more open it definitely helps with public speaking so for especially if you have a kid that's shy so we'll, we'll yeah for sure. you know i think you can go jay do you have anything to add to that no, I'm the one that doesn't stream out of the trio. So um, it does kind of spark some ideas for uh, some stuff to do with the three of us later, um, which I think, uh, you know, Ben, thank you very much for kind of bringing that up. And, uh, you know, the three of us will chat. And I think it kind of opens some uh, some opportunities for the three of us uh, going forward. Yeah, I know we were talking about doing uh, some stuff on the YouTube channel, like uh obs for dummies and like little streamer tips and stuff like that um over on there so we look forward to doing that soon um for yeah. anyone who needs help and you'll with that. see that uh the youtube channel just went up today <clears throat> so i don't know how easy it is to find yet but it is last choice network uh that is our official name for our group and our company here parents first gaming is just going to be one of our podcasts we're going to branch out into a few other things we've got 
plenty of ideas and exciting things coming in the future. And uh, hopefully you guys will all stick around and, and follow us as we start to go further and further into this. Uh, so with that being said, I know you can find me, I am the Gaming Dad on Twitch, TikTok, a little bit of everywhere. If you have any emails for this, parentsversusgaming at gmail.com. Uh, Jay, where can people find you and what do you got going on this week? Anything exciting? Man, it's game day. It's uh, a couple months worth of, uh, of practices and two-a-days and everything else. So uh, you will find me May 8th at the uh, Napa Idaho Center with the uh, Idaho Horsemen uh, continuing our winning streak. So that is that is the only focus. I wish I had more going on in my life. I love my family. They're, playing, they're doing really well. <coughs> um, my son just started playing football, but man, that is number one right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Jordan, what about you? Where can people find you this week? Well, I wanted to start off. I completely forgot. Happy Mother's Day weekend to any mothers that are watching or listening or anything like that. Um, I did get some beautiful flowers delivered to my mom, so I'm really happy about that. Um, you can find me at AlexisJordan98 um, on Twitch, and it's actually 988, I think, on TikTok. That's like my biggest platform or anything like that. Um, and I'm just going to be trying to get my stuff together. I've been kind of chaotic since I haven't been feeling great. So hoping this week to be productive. And you guys can always catch me on Sundays. You know, we just kind of chill out. Um, I'd love to see you guys there. Sounds great. And like I said, you're going to be able to find, I know uh, Jordan's going to be working on an OBS series. So like I said, Last Choice Network is where you're going to be able to, be able to find that series. And hopefully we're going to start uploading a lot of things. So thank you guys so much for coming by. Thanks, chat. Love seeing all of you. Crash, Carla, Jason, uh, uh, Mrs. Shadow, a lot of you have been supporting us from the beginning. I really appreciate it. It means the world to us. So we hope you guys stick around as we keep going. Everyone have a great night. Bye.